0: In a world full of mundane podcasts, one show rises from the ashes. Critics are calling it outrageous. Podcasts as we know it will never be the same again.
1: Crazy, crazy, crazy. Welcome to the show.
0: Tonight, prepare for an epic journey where every step, Two Blood. So sit back, turn up the volume, grab your weed, get ready to light those bloods.
1: each and every thursday it is to be blunt brought to you by podcon x america's largest cannabis only podcast network and of course the party cast network where the fun starts here joining me my co-host porno lou and madam Kristen. <laughs> hey, hey.
2: <laughs> right into
1: it Let's right into it in. <laughs> tonight tonight We have a huge lineup tonight. Joining us, we're going to have Tyler from Ripple Wellness is going to be on the show. One of the first to receive a license here in Connecticut for cannabis. And, and, of course, the main event. (laughs) High time zone, director of events and competitions, Mark Kazanick, live here later tonight around seven don't go anywhere stay tuned in it's going down tonight and the chat is of course all ready popping i already see everybody's getting hyped up tonight Albo's in the house what's up everyone i love it cannabis enthusiast says hey 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 on youtube i like that charles lou jeremy <laughs> Oh! Any relation to Ron? <laughs> By chance. <laughs> and of course we're live on Instagram. Ken's up in the Building Control. Fozzie is nice. Dr. Dimples in the house. 860. You already know. Facebook user says the packs are loud. The packs are loud, but the weed of my blood's even louder. I'll tell you that, that is a guarantee. So, make sure you guys are ready. Grab your weed. It's about to go down. The last or not stop right here. It is 2B Bluff Baby. That's right. <laughs> That's right. I'm ready to fucking whoop some ass. <laughs> I love yes. the energy. I feel like I just want to get up no, in here and fucking uh, 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 shadow
0: box <laughs> that shit, yo
1: we are live appreciate all y'all tuning in right now i see uh if you're on instagram make sure you guys head over to twitch youtube or facebook it's going down today i got porno lou in the fucking house where the fuck is donna taylor is what i want to know because usually donna's already here hey, she's hey, already here hey fuckers
3: I saw. Her.
1: <laughs> can always count on donna taylor coco says what up peasy lucy roman what is up everybody i'll tell you what is up I don't want to waste any more time. I got to light this fucking blood. What's louder? The weed or peasy? Debate. Up for debate.
2: To <laughs> put that to a vote. A
1: shit, I wish this I could find the other shit. They need to put like a poll feature in here. In the blood, I got fried apples. Pure Michigan cross with apple fritter. But I like this shit up. So make sure you grab your weed, you concentrate your animals, whatever you got, and get ready to smoke it if you got it. All right. That's what we needed. Let's get smoking. Exactly. Exactly what I needed. (laughs) Smoking kosher mac. Let us know in the chat what you guys are smoking. I <laughs> asked my co host, but I already know they don't know. So <laughs> let me know what you guys are smoking in the chat. Not smoking, but made some infused mac and cheese and pulled pork. Wow. Wow. Listen. Lucy, how
2: do I order that?
1: I'm going to give you uh Kristen's address off air so you can bring her a plate, you know, cuz she she uh she loves getting those free plates so she can use it. <laughs> <laughs> Madame Porno and Thug Nasty. Yeah, I learned. Am I Thug Nasty?
3: Thug nasty, Am I thank thug you thug so
1: nasty? much for that,
2: and <laughs> that completes the trio. That now I got a nickname: Thug
1: Nasty Peasy, Porno Lou, and Madam Christine. <laughs> thug nasty. Root beer GMO—I've never actually heard of that strain. Root beer GMO, <laughs> cherry pie, yeah, cherry pie. I had some bang and cherry pie last week from Silly Girl Farm. Shout out Silly Girl Farms and, and Green Ghost who hooked me up with the sample of their cherry pie, along with a bunch of uh, other awesome goodies. And I can't recommend any of those two enough, y'all. I'm telling you, you Green Ghost hooked it up. I got a fucking peanut butter cup. He has these fucking juices he makes called Haterade, which I love the name. And I'll tell you why I drank half that shit, and I was fucking wrecked. Wrecked. <laughs> Untouchable.
2: Untouchable in, in the, the edibles game. I'm just going to say it.
1: Green Ghost?
2: Yeah. Fire. Yeah.
1: Fire, dude. And I really S want-
2: tier. S plus tier.
1: I just want to give a big uh a big thank you actually for uh hooking it up because that shit fire. Fire fire. No, we're gonna we gotta celebrate a little bit. We're gonna celebrate. <coughs> I bet you're asking why. And I just wanna let you guys know exactly why. You see, over time over time my man uh Lou here also as you can see on IG known as CTMMP data uh over the last week thanks to uh Donna Taylor has gone through somewhat of a transformation from CTMMP data to full time porno Lou and in fact we're gonna (laughs) I'm gonna make sure we can get this right here real quick um Sorry, Lou, that I have to do this to you. There we go. It's better.
3: He's not sorry at all. <laughs>
1: just want to make he sure knows. his name says Porno Lou, you know, instead of Lou. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dude, I mean, this should have been done anyways, right? So Donna Taylor is. has dubbed Lou Porno Lou, and this is now going to live on probably forever at this point as Porno Lou. So I just want to say we are celebrating. We are happy. This new, this new persona of Lou with this sexy voice that Donna Taylor says he has and his brand new career in uh, narrating pornos that is gonna going to be going on. What mic makes, huh? Yes. Oh, Jesus. So, so I wanted to, in, in, uh, in the spirit of the celebration, I wanted to give you guys some fresh new music that we're going to debut right now. In celebration of yet, Lou,
0: one. <laughs> becoming
1: porno Lou. If you guys wouldn't mind probably muting, this is going to be the time. But uh, this is going to be great. Here you go, Lou. This is for you, brother. at me before I blow out clouds. Sometimes it's sexy, and you wonder why. Cause Donna Taylor said so, she don't tell no lies. There's nothing I can do, so call me Pornolo. This is gonna be amazing, I can't wait. You look at me, you wanna have your way I'll roll another joint before we start foreplay I won't dance, no I don't sing I'll seduce you with my voice cause that's my thing There's nothing left to do So call me Porno Lou You can't call me a fool Call me Porno Lou On a little peasy when I take a dab. I say the straight tastes great. You ask me what I meant. Said I'm supposed to carry Payton. Did a little light love making. Every time she's with me, it's a porno. And it came to me there's nothing I can do. So call me porno. Oh, there's nothing I can do. Call me Porno. Every dream I dream is blue. They call me Porno. Smoking, I feel cool Call me porno Sometimes I wonder Will it ever end Every night a different girl That's sleeping in my bed Some call me crazy Then you wonder why don't do relationships, I'm not a one-shit guy. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. So call me porno-lu. Yeah, these balls are never blue. So call me porno-lu. You can't play me for a fool. Call me porno song <laughs> <laughs> it's tv Blood with pz
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Two b blood lucy roman beautiful. this is my okay. new favorite single guys wow. Wow. <laughs> is that maybe not the greatest song you've ever heard in your goddamn life <laughs> You put How? a lot of work into that thing, man. A lot. I'm impressed. I
3: impressed. the air guitar. Dude, like, I, I really went wow. full
1: blown committed to Porno Lou. I was committed, wow. bro.
2: Committed. Thinking that,
3: about you and wrote you a song. I mean, that's some shit.
2: And and that just also shows you the power of Donna Taylor. <laughs> I mean, with two words. <laughs> You she put a man to work <laughs> <laughs> Ghostwriter No 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 no! I
1: wrote that shit Myself I, you know? that. <laughs> I wrote that shit over the last like Three days <laughs> Okay it was yeah. Lou's idea It was a joke in a group chat That I turned into an actual Thing
2: I, 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 I
1: just <laughs> <laughs> the Where kids the fuck call do it I manifested. download This
0: shit <laughs>
1: I tell you what Durvin Dylan I will load this shit on YouTube after the show for you guys to play as much as you goddamn want oh, because God. this is maybe the greatest thing I've ever written before no fucking lie I think we might have to play it again at the end of the show to close out the whole oh show because it just, yeah, it just kept ascending it's just when you thought it was honestly gonna be over it just kept getting better
3: it- it just kept
1: getting better. And then you saw how I, I hit the harmony at the last verse and everything. Yep, I was. Yep.
2: He hit bro. the paddle shifters and he just took <laughs> off, man. <laughs> shit That's was it. on
1: G O Go. I was ready, yo. I was ready. So if anyone out there thinks that I don't got it
2: anymore, let me tell you, you're full of shit. <laughs> Yo, so he put it together in like 2 days. Like <laughs> no shit. Unbelievable.
1: Oh my god. I'm pretty sure the I mean, IG froze that's... too, so hopefully everybody's
2: <laughs> I mean in fairness, you do tell them to get the hell off the platform, so. Well, I don't yeah.
1: I mean they should get off the platform, you know. <laughs> the, B, the the BJ the B Journey says uh, the JB Journey actually says play it again. <laughs> Play it, play it again all hail yeah. peasy play it again just measure up porno lu.
2: that's band right. camp release i love
1: it we could do a band kit listen i could put it on all the platforms there's no shout doubt. shout out in my to my mind. buddy
2: alex in california thanks for tuning in bud
3: <laughs> porno Lou.
2: <laughs> i <I'm entertaining.
3: laughs> acapella it's your...
2: I could do the
1: acapella. I don't listen. There was no auto tune on that shit. I I I,
3: I, I nailed that shit. (laughs) I nailed
1: it.
2: (laughs) Wow,
3: man. Amazing
1: for for the JB journey, we'll play it again, but not 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 quite yet. We're we're gonna need like a little bit of a break.
2: (laughs) You got to call your local radio station and request it. Yo,
1: I'm saying, listen, Kiss ninety five seven, uh, you know, uh, just anything like that, honestly, would be perfect. So, uh, Porno Loop, brand new single, out to be released out on YouTube in just a little bit. <laughs> Just in time
3: for the holiday season, folks. You can put it in your stockings. That's
1: exclusive. right. Exclusive. Exclusive. Speaking of exclusive, Lou, you got any uh any good news in the cannabis world, bro?
2: Well
1: let me you hear know. your music real quick.
2: Oh yeah, nice. that, that'll make your pull. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, we're here today on this election week, following up on some key stories from Tuesday evening <laughs> in Maryland and Missouri. <laughs> uh, they legalized adult use cannabis. Uh, Maryland and however, Missouri, huh? Yes. However, Arkansas and the Dakotas both gave it the Bozak.
1: The Bozak? So, yeah, What's up with that? Yeah,
2: they, they said, no, thanks.
1: What goes on uh, in Dakota that, like, uh, they, they wouldn't want recreational cannabis?
2: <laughs> I figured Arkansas, man, the land of one-story buildings, like, you know, you got to you gotta do something, you know? Let them have some fun, you know? Yes. Let them, let them enjoy themselves. But anyway, the good news, the, the silver lining here is that uh, the ones who actually did it, the two who did it, Maryland and Missouri, they both did it in a way that automatically um triggers like resentencing and and expungement stuff and you know you don't have to like jump through hoops basically it's a it's an automatic kind of thing like they're going to do the the work you don't have to do it so uh that that's good at least and yeah. you know it reminds you that here in Connecticut you know we're still eagerly awaiting the eventual opening of the adult use market which we've been assured so many times so it's going to happen by the end of this year right um but time keeps on slipping, slipping. <laughs> so so you know there's there's been a little bit of uh, friction around the whole process of licensing you know there were some folks who got denied and uh banded together as part of you know legal action um uh, in response to that and it's a similar situation to how it happened in Illinois, um, but you know, through the process of that playing out, the decision was made to give them uh, a chance to, you know, make the application look more like. I guess they there's no way they could have known it was supposed to look. It's some like ridiculous <laughs> paradox thing. Oh my God, but... that sounds confusing. <laughs> clerical errors basically i don't know who it's bureaucratic bullshit basically is what it is but of course um one of the uh one of the winners i guess one of the licensees uh the beneficiaries of that whole process uh is here to join us this evening (laughs) oh segue of a life welcome well done (laughs) welcome (laughs) Welcome, Tyler from Ripple Wellness. It's great to have you here, man. And muted. And muted. It's so good to have you muted. How are we doing, guys? <laughs> What's going on, dude?
4: Not too much. It's good to meet you guys. And yeah, hopefully, talk some shop. So,
1: congratulations, right. obviously, is in order. You're one of the first few to get a license here in Connecticut, right? I guess so. I,
4: I genuinely appreciate that. So, there's technically. That may be too soon. However, we yes were awarded our provisional status. Um that license is not physically in hand. Okay. Um, but it will be pending um uh, the approval of our background checks. So there's maybe a few uh pieces in play before we can waive the uh official formality, but the approval as of last week definitely um confirmed that yes, we still are in the races. Um Yes, the likelihood of us entering the market is uh, 100% at this point. Um, We just need to jump through one or two more hoops that the state's kind of laid out for us. Uh, Yeah, so we're hoping to uh, get through with that shortly and formally be uh, one of Connecticut's first cannabis companies.
2: A couple I's to dot, a couple T's (coughs) to cross, and there you go. So this is, uh, this is maybe the first time a lot of folks in Connecticut have heard the Ripple name, Uh, you know, to someone coming in completely cold, you know, how do you, how do you describe the vision? You know, how do you tell us, you know, what, what really is the essence of Ripple?
4: So Ripple Wellness is a company that myself and um, my partner in life, Katie Smigelski have started uh, up here in Maine back in 2016. Um, It's kind of the magnum opus or culmination of my life's work and venture through cannabis uh, prohibition, legalization, um, kind of all ends of the spectrum of what we today know as cannabis, what you knew as cannabis 10 years ago, what uh, the Connecticut cannabis landscape was like um, over that time. And my... Ultimate life goal after uh, being detained and imprisoned in Connecticut for possession and intent to distribute. Um, Goddamn. Back in, <laughs> yeah, early, uh, I, I want to say 2010, um, but I'm, I'm, my reference point might be a little off there. Uh, but essentially, after being released from prison down in Connecticut for cannabis and being born and raised in Connecticut. Um uh, my life goal was essentially to come back with uh, a, in the legal landscape. You know, um, shortly after getting released from Hartford County Correctional, um, I made the full time commitment and moved to California uh, strictly to just stay out of trouble as a youth. Really, I was in and out of the system in Connecticut since you know I was 13 years old. There's juvenile courts, probations, uh, you know, a, adult, uh, you know, I was 18. I was charged and held in Hartford Uh yeah. So that is pretty much the driving factor to come back to Connecticut. And um, the reason I left was cannabis. Uh, it's been really the one thing that spoke to me throughout my lifetime, something I was super passionate about as a, a young child, something that getting hands on and cultivating uh, maybe earlier than most just through a, you know, a generational process, but you know, 12 years old, put my hands in the soil, nothing else felt more right than that. And, Being able to bring this all back and kind of this last 10, 12, almost 15 years now of of just brain power towards cannabis back to, you know, my friends, my family, and the communities in Connecticut that we ultimately left for this plant is a pretty incredible feeling and hopefully will be a really incredible experience for not just everybody involved on the Ripple side, but everybody in Connecticut that gets to be a part of this Ripple here.
1: How did you manage to – uh, compete with these large corporations, man. I mean, that's impressive, right? You know, that you got in when the competition was stiff, very stiff, <laughs> you know. Uh, it was, you know, almost absurd. Uh, there was very little chance a lot of people had to even get approved for the license. So I just want to say, going into this mentally, what was, like, the game plan in your head when you knew you were going up against these giant you know, companies.
4: When I got released from prison in Hartford, I told everybody who meant anything to me that we're going to do this legally and correctly, because I believed in cannabis. And at the time, the only place where cannabis was legal was California. Uh, Going out there and seeing the landscape in early 2008, 2009, kind of as uh, you know, the San Francisco Bay Area and NorCal became popular influences in the global cannabis scene, I realized I was almost late to the party then and up against the biggest hitters. So to get our products into dispensaries out there in the Bay Area back in 2008, 2009, was virtually a similar process, although the gates may have been open the popular names were established, they were renowned. And, you know, one day it sounds crazy, but I I ran into this kid on the side of the street outside of Music Festival in Santa Cruz. Uh, He was giving away these free tickets to anybody who didn't have a ticket to go inside. I thought it was the coolest shit ever, you know, gave him some butt. He he, turns out he was a a cultivator up in NorCal, somebody I had actually looked up to and followed their social media Had He he had a reputable name in History back then, and it was just kind of like the cybernetic ends. And he was like, "Oh, you know, I love what you're doing because you appreciate me. Come back, let's smoke some weed, let's get to know each other." And at the time, I was making kind of concentrates and BHO, and had a little in, indoor grow. You know, had our, our thing going in Rhode Island, a little bit in Connecticut, a little bit in California, but just exploring cannabis on a really small scale because we were passionate about it and. I busted out a little jar of oil or a sheet of slab, whatever, uh, in front of th- this kid was Brendan. He currently owns a, a company, Third Gen Family Farms. Uh, super influential person to me. He's been super humble, really uh, rewarded with knowledge. But long story short, back then, 2009, he took a dab of that oil and said, Hey, wh- where can I buy this out in California? So, dude, what are you talking about? Like, this is just what we do, our little small thing. He said, No, this is good. You got to put this on the shelf go to Harborside, go to Spark, go to these dispensaries. Tell him Brendan from Boo Boo's Bubble because it was before Third Gen Family. said, Brendan sent you, tell him, plug them in. So I did, you know, it it gave me the encouragement that it, it, you know, big money, big names might be the big thing, but at the end of the day, you put something you love up to the table and you try, try again, it'll it'll work out, you know? walking into Harborside maybe a month later, bringing some of our outdoor harvest, what we were growing out in California, put on the shelves next to some of, you know, the world's biggest names, really gave me that boost in confidence I needed to just say, you know, through the thick and thin, we're sticking in this. And so fast forward to Connecticut, seeing the concept of legalization and just the the topic of it getting on our ballots and uh, being put into the playbook there last year, maybe it was the year before even, You know, after having my experience up here in Maine since 2015, just really getting a feel for the total white market, the legal landscape and seeing how maybe the big players, which are some of the same companies down in Connecticut, how they operate and kind of learn from their predatory tactics without being a predatory predator. And one of those things was their political presence in the legal landscape. Their lobbying efforts up here in Maine are scary. Every single political session, the big corporate giants are out to get us caregivers. That's intimidating here and really set the mark for how I saw Connecticut going. So the second legalization became reality, the goal for us was entering that market through reading all of the drafts and topics and and the bill itself, realizing how slim those channels really were. It was more analyze the only opportunities and the, the only avenues and, and pursue them so you know we had a lobbyist secured and a law firm secured as soon as the bill was drafted and released we were eager to stay on top of any change any drafts uh, just really trying to be up to date was really it and just highlighting any misconceptions or gray area and language and attacking them both publicly myself my channels through um you, you know the the social equity council or whatever it may be on their public levels but then also um you know as these big dogs do we hired our our lobbyists and had our firm kind of attack the same questions um like dogs you know it's just we're not giving up on this one and that's that's the only way we were able to even compete and be this little drop in the bucket here and the competition in my eyes is really just starting. All we've done is been able to qualify for the race. (laughs) And some of these big guys, I think, uh, you know, they have a whole different perspective on what cannabis really is and what they want to see out of the market in Connecticut, kind of what legalization should be. And I think our initiatives, our motive, our, our business ethics, the way we operate doesn't parallel that and hopefully will set us apart. So although we had to attack it like dogs on the political structure and really get involved knee deep with the lobbying firm and and with the the proper law firm that had the the right familiarity. And and we searched, you know, far and and wide and really weighed all options before making any decision in in every aspect and really knew time was of the essence. So all of the guys, whether, you know, they've – Traded or sold part of their company. They've put a lot of effort into making sure they were also at the forefront of at least these the kind of shit show that is. You know, blue said it best the bureaucratic shit show that is right now the Connecticut legalization landscape. It's been uh, very difficult to answer any questions. It's been very difficult to really just get a straight answer on anything. So we've really just tried to make our presence known, but basically in the state house at the representative level and really try to just spread the awareness of what we're trying to do and why. And that's really helped connect some influential dots, you know, to be honest, Lou just sharing and being the wealth of uh, information, he has been through his social media channels and the CTMMP data that truthfully has helped me navigate a lot of important details or maybe shine light on things that, didn't make sense. So instead of maybe attacking a social media presence, I saw what Lou said, and I passed it along a channel that was totally different from his reference point to get the the state's perspective. Sometimes it would clear up a gray area. Other times it would show very clear um, intent, maybe is the best word for their policies or procedures. But I think just really focusing all of our energy for the last eighteen months on this project and, and just really on last week's news was the only way we've been able to stay even this close to the in the races and you know, I think we got an uphill battle to go. <laughs> yeah, man. I
1: hear you. That's it's definitely gonna be an uphill battle. Uh before we do let you go, I gotta ask you though, know, what is your big plan for for Ripple Wellness when you guys open up in Connecticut, how are you going to stand out from everyone else that's going to be up in here? And trust me, there's a lot of people already planning on opening around here. Um, how are you going to compete with these other uh, big name, uh, you know, out here in Connecticut itself uh, when you open? What's your plan?
4: In Connecticut, we're really looking forward to just keeping it authentic and doing what, you know, I've learned how to do since I was a young kid. And that's real weed that I love. And, and I really hope that the public will love it. Love it, too. You know, it's our genetics, our our cultivation practices, our techniques are true to the the proof in the pudding as the consumer. It's not a a business tactic or a a corporate takeover, regulatory capture type of model. What I'm doing is growing the best weed I can every day and exploring genetics, exploring diversity. And, you know, we're working on projects now in, in my pollination and genetic rooms that, know the the seeds and fruits of those labels will be labor will be available to the connecticut market you know come 2024 2025 these uh breeding pollination rounds that we're doing uh, one really cool one that we are excited for that will absolutely keep us apart from the market in connecticut is a granddaddy purple uh licensed genetics uh project we're working with ken s the uh, founder of granddaddy Purple genetics he's uh one of the key holders per se of the original cut there and some of his genetic stock, we've selected a male with him um, from Granddaddy Perk, the original variety. Uh, We're crossing back to all 80 of our staple strains that we grow here in Maine. And those will all be available come 2024, 2025, as we search through them, find the kind of the winners, the gems, uh, the market down there in Connecticut, so. What a
2: hunt, that's gonna be Ooh. wild,
1: man. I'll say it. that sounds amazing. Yo, Ripple, Tyler, thank you for joining us, bro. Appreciate you coming on, we'll have to have you on again. There's so much Absolutely. more I want to ask you, and we'll definitely get you on again and talk more about this whole thing. Amazing, you, congratulations.
4: Appreciate you coming on, bro. Thank you very much, man, appreciate all you guys, and yeah, we really look forward to getting to know uh, Connecticut again. All right, no, man, take man. Take Thanks it easy, bro. Have a, yeah. good. Have a great night, guys.
1: We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Mark Kazanick from High Times. Don't go anywhere. It's 2B1. <laughs> hey, Pat, what's so funny, man? I'm trying to pass this hitty over there on your phone. We need to get up out of her. I told Alicia your new name was Nasty, man. Nasty, man. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, come on, Pat. You got spark this up and get
0: down to the club. came to the club, smitten like I found a punk. Came to the man it came to the, came to the, came to the club smelling like a pound of purple, 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 smelling like a pound of purple. Mm. Came to the club smelling like a pound of purple. The claw, cane, to the club, smelling. came to the came to the came to the club, smelling
1: like a pound of purple. P- purple, p- purple, p- purple smelling like a pound of purple. Step up in the club, no mean mugs, it's disfair. Everybody wondering what the smell up in the air. I can testify, it's probably me. No, I cannot lie. I'll be smoking purple till the day that I fucking die. Check my eyes, quitting like a China man. I scoped the room. Throwing a goose, I fired up. Right after I knock you out, I sit on down and fired up. Yup, there's no need for talking. Wouldn't drink this water. Smelling like a pound
0: of purple, caca to the clothes,
1: mellin to the cake to came to the clothes, smelling c- Smellin
0: like a pound of purple, p- purple, p- purple smelling like a pound purple. This is the one water bubble. You're also world King- champion and the soul. C D W world tag. Team and you're two days another episode of To Be Bought podcast
1: we are back of course joining me or lewis chris are we live in the house shout out tyler from ripple wellness that was dope dope interview my man clearly has a wealth of knowledge to be given out so make sure you uh check out ripple wellness on instagram if you don't already let's bring in i'm so excited for this the main event high times Director of Events and Competitions. This is big right here. Mark Kazanick. Welcome to the show, brother. Sorry, we're (laughs) on. He's got the cup. He's got the cup. Sorry, we're running a little late. We had to get that tech difficulty set before the show. My man, appreciate you being patient. Is that the actual cannabis cup is that a cup that is the cup yes it is holy shit screenshot that shit somebody (laughs) right there on the show this This is like life dreams right here there is literally the cannabis cup right here on the show screen i mean this is incredible
5: Absolutely incredible! I want to cry in my
1: arms after
5: receiving <laughs> this.
1: I want to cry just looking at it. I
5: believe that. you.
3: <laughs> I
1: literally would like to cry just from looking at it because, as a, a cannabis smoker, right, growing up, it was always about the cannabis cup. Like that was like the one event you always wanted to go to was the High Times Cannabis Cup. I mean, it was probably like one of the only ones back in the day, but I mean, it was the place to be so seeing the cup right here up like, up close in person that was amazing
5: <laughs> and this is, i mean the iteration of the trophy has changed over the years since the 80s uh, but this is the most new and improved version which we're very proud of it is hefty heavy large it's unstoppable
1: that thing's dope can he smoke out of it? Because that would be a cool. real topper right there. <laughs> you
5: can eat cereal out of it. You can pack a bowl and put a little carb at the bottom. Whatever you want to do. I Now you're talking my language.
1: Let's turn into a straight bong. Like, that would be dope. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just so, I just can't believe we're doing this right now. Mark Hasnick, my man. First off, I know we're here to promote Biz Bash. Biz Bash 4.0 happening next Thursday. Next Thursday, in Las Vegas, at Brooklyn Bowl, featuring, and get this, guys, Method Man and Redman performing live, that's going to be super fucking dope. This is my first time going to BizCon, and it's also going to be my first time going to Biz Bash. <laughs> so, like... Let's just start right there. What can people expect from Biz Bash who have never been? Because I need to know what I'm getting myself into.
5: Well, it's the best party at all of the MJ BizCon parties. Um, Brooklyn Bowl, two levels of bowling alleys, drinks flowing, hors d'oeuvres oh. passing, blunts on the outdoor terrace. What? We got the high time squad there. We got We got the suits. From all the top companies, we got the heady guys rolling up donuts. We Don- got the hippie squad. We got the fifty-year-olds, the twenty-one-year-olds. You name it, we got. You're gonna this. see everybody there.
3: What
1: What are the
5: donuts? We got. What are these
1: donuts? You had me at donuts. I'm trying this to go back, and I'm I'm pulling a home over, to like ah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You what know, are these like donuts? donuts?
5: Uh, it, it, it's like the trendy pre-roll with the with the donut of concentrate in the middle.
1: Oh we gotta get up on the game We gotta
5: get Connecticut up on this.
1: Dude, that's something Ganja Gal would definitely which, be way, rolling.
3: Oh you just called us out.
5: <laughs> I know. Which which by the way, appreciate you guys having me on. Big fan of of Connecticut. I, I went to uh, school in New York and I used to go to used to go to Madison, Old Saybrook, New Haven all the time. Yes. Uh going to going to Peppy's Pizza. Oh,
3: and, uh, <laughs> Now you're
5: speaking. What, is that a good oh? O? No no, yeah, no, no, no. Oh, we oh. Oh, went yeah, to Pepe's Me, yeah, this am. guy. Pepe, <laughs> there. Holy
3: shit.
5: Exactly. So a lot of my good friends, we used to smoke, uh, smoke blunts cruising through the, this, the back roads of Connecticut.
1: <laughs> we got a phone call real quick coming in. Let's take that if you don't mind. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> 2B Blunt, what's your name? Where oh, are you calling I'm from? Afraid. Hey, what's going on, man? Hi, what's your name? Where are you calling from?
4: My name is Brandon. I'm calling from Florida. What's up, Brandon? (laughs) What's up? I just uh, that guy Mark. He's the man. (laughs) It's your Brandon, (laughs) all right.
0: (laughs) Who is
5: this?
4: Never heard Brandon from Florida.
5: What's up? Is this nine five four Brandon?
4: Nine five four. (laughs)
5: Smoke smoke until I fall on the
1: floor. Did you just do this when you said nine five four? What is the significance? What what is the nine five four area code in Florida?
5: That's South.
0: Uh, What is it? Weston. Weston.
1: Weston. He sounds like McLovin. The Everglades. The Everglades. (laughs) McLovin.
0: Dude,
1: you are the McLovin, Brandon.
0: Brandon so McLovin. Brandon,
5: if, if I, if, if I, <laughs> I'll take if a number one with a Brandon and
0: the side of McLovin. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so Br- Brandon's a super smoker out of Florida. Also runs uh, My Buddy Pins, which is the hottest new pins of weed that you can get out in the world. What do they call so Buddy Pins? Appreciate- yeah, My Buddy Pins.
1: My Buddy Pins. It's like pins.
5: little or- 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 nice. ornaments of-, of weed nugs. It's super cool, super fun. <laughs> Everybody loves them. Um, Getting that free shout in, out. Brandon. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yo, how are you, Brandon? How fucking high are you? This guy's the best. This guy's the
3: best. I want with this
1: guy smoking, 100% Chris, and I'm with you.
0: <laughs> it's the buddy <laughs> it's pin, man. What can smoke. I say? I'm pinned. I'm pinned. <laughs> yes. I'm pinned up. <laughs> pinned. We're pinned,
3: pinned down, down right down. now.
0: I'm down, my brother. Oh,
3: <laughs> this is a hell of a way to market yourself, man. This is a great way
1: to start that's this important. interview right now. Hey, you guys are, you guys are the best. You guys are A-plus. the best, man. That's I appreciate I you calling it. in, Brandon. I hey, love it. Brandon. Real quick, before you go, buddy. Nine five
0: four. Nine five four. Smoke till I fall on the floor.
4: <laughs>
1: Break it back.
0: Crack your
4: mama's back. <laughs> hey, have a good one, guys. Have a good night. <laughs>
1: Later, Brandon. Oh, my God. All right. We were talking about donuts and biz, biz Bash, and then your buddy Brandon definitely came in and threw a, a wrench
5: in the spoke. <laughs> hey, you wanted to answer the call. I
1: right, Well, listen, usually that was worth it if you ask me. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. Yeah, this guy was baked
5: as fuck. <laughs> biz Hopefully Brandon shows up to BizCon, uh, to Biz Bash, because I would love to have him there. But... Um... Yeah, no, it's gonna be a really fun night. I'll be there with yeah, again the whole High Time squad, and it's gonna be probably three thousand people. Holy um, shit! We definitely recommend people showing up early because every year we do this event, there are lines out the door, and everybody, of course, gets upset because they're entitled and they feel like they should get in when they show up late. Not gonna happen. Don't get you there know early, why? <laughs> or
1: so. What time yeah, should that's... I arrive? Then? What?
5: <laughs> Peasy, you should show up at. You know, let's say eight thirty, nine o'clock.
1: Eight thirty, nine o'clock. All right.
5: I might yeah. show up closing. Mean, we never know. But once we launched Method, or once we announced Method Man at Redman, GA tickets sold out, uh, VIP tickets skyrocketed through the roof. We opened up a couple more tickets and we might open up a little bit more. But um, yeah, we got to make sure certain people get in. And then uh, everybody else who, who isn't, uh, you know, working with us, um, they can wait in line until other people leave and filter in.
0: Well,
1: I got one of those uh, standard GA tickets. I am not VIP. So I'll be showing up there as we'll early talk. as possible.
5: <laughs> we'll talk PZ. We'll All
1: right, we, we can talk. We can talk after the show. We can talk after yeah, the we'll show. Talk. We'll talk my man, though, no, Mark Casini to
3: take Bro. me.
1: No. Hey, listen, you could fit in my suitcase. All right. I'll just stuff you in the suitcase and you can <laughs> come the with carry on. <laughs> yeah, this right right on the carry on. Fuck the clothes. You just, I'll just wear the same thing for three days. We're good. We'll
3: we're I'll then. smell like
1: weed. Anyway, it's not going to smell Perfect. like bad. It'll just be weed. <laughs> but yeah, you're good. Mark, bro. How did we get into cannabis? Let's talk about your story. I, I'm fascinated by you. I've, I've always wanted to talk to somebody from high Times. You seem like a super cool dude. And I read up about you. I uh, did my research before you came on and. I'm just fascinated about this transition in life that you've taken from uh, different careers leading you to here in high time. So let's take it back in the day. All right. Let's move it back. I want to start with this one question. When did you first smoke weed?
5: 13 years old in a barn in Ohio. So
1: is there a good story for that? (laughs) <laughs> uh,
5: it's not super exciting, but yeah, I was with, uh, you know, I grew up as a young skateboarder and I had an awesome older brother, so I would hang out with a lot of, a lot of older people growing up, so out late skateboarding, hanging out with some older kids. Uh, we went back after, you know, a, a day of skateboarding, and we're at, at a random little barn of a friends, um, hanging out, middle of nowhere. They're smoking some weed. I come in. They're like, oh, shit, and <laughs> I'm like, hmm, sm- smells kind of nice. Uh, or smells interesting, and then uh, they offered me a bowl. They showed me how to do it. They were they were cool about it. It wasn't you know one of those typical stories where they're like yo chug this bong and milk it. Um, I didn't have an edible, so you know hear all those horror stories. I actually had a pretty good experience with some good friends taking it slow with me, taking a small hit of some you know whatever weed we could find in Ohio. I am so jealous. And, uh, <laughs> felt a little bit of high. Felt just relaxed. Felt good. Felt giddy and that was the first time i smoked and then i i slowly got more into it and then by you know senior year of high school i was i was rolling up some of the best joints in my high school and cruising oh, around shit. the back <laughs> of aurora ohio um, oh, smoking damn. weed and yeah how was the
1: weed in yeah. ohio then
5: <laughs> you know we used to get some good weed from canada uh, oh shit then. okay um, some beasters. Oh, then, dude uh, the yeah, classic some blue dreams and the classic beasters had some northern lights and blue dream um but yeah it was really just you know had some friends who were connected and were able to get it Dude, obviously be- all all traditional market
1: beasters were such a giant part of my upbringing and my introduction to cannabis like when i first started smoking like Beasters was like the high grade around here. Like if you had beasters, you were a fucking man. Yo. You know what I mean? You were a motherfucking man. You go, oh, you got beasters, bro! I'm coming on over.
5: Like, pretty- oh, you got beasters?
1: Yo, for. <laughs> that's right dude i mean uh, that's it like, like flashbacks
3: beast- to 1996 or something
1: yes yes dude the bc bud, the beasters was always literally like the biggest part of when i was coming up and in, in, into cannabis dude i'm so happy you said like she brought back so many memories right now that i'm just flowing through my head because i haven't heard the name in a while okay, beasters bro i'm here to bring
5: back good memories of your childhood
1: <laughs>
3: right, of our childhood uh, like,
1: you're doing a great well, job Mark, thank you so much <laughs> forget you're your childhood let's talk about mine no i'm just kidding <laughs> um, this from
3: yeah that's my therapy session
5: we can do that no everybody needs therapy everybody needs therapy i
1: got a couch right over here i'll tell you what you guys can
5: be my therapist <laughs> as long as i can smoke I'll be we well, talk when you
3: you're working through. Your when memories. you come to
5: Vegas, we'll 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 set aside some time to, to sit on the couch and uh, hear out your your deepest childhood traumas. You are so good to me. I don't know why. This is great. <laughs> this is great. It's thirteen years old. I mean, well, that's, that's my first time smoking. That is my experience. Yeah,
1: thirteen, um, young man. I mean, now you're young we are today.
5: Yeah, been smoking like twenty years straight, nonstop. I should probably take a break. You know, see how that would affect me. Probably bring dreams back. I, I dream less at night because of smoking weed. I think everybody does. I so, haven't you know, so had a, a dream in
1: 20 me. years, bro.
5: You're telling me or asking <laughs> me. I'm
1: telling you. I haven't had a dream in 20 years. I'm so happy so, you brought that up. I say it all the time to people. People think I'm crazy. I'm like, I haven't had a legit dream in probably at least, at least, and maybe that was an exaggeration, but at least a decade that I can remember. No dreams. Just I go to sleep. Yeah, it's, it's black. It, it, I wake it, up. I'm good to go smoking again
5: (laughs) exactly helps me sleep doesn't help me dream so i think it's good good for everybody to play around with you know having a sober night and seeing some dreams vivid dreams um but i love smoking weed it's it's something that i like to do at the end of you know a work day tell everybody to fuck off and i can disconnect from uh from my day and do my own thing smoke some weed cook a good meal stare out the window go skateboarding whatever it is
1: that's just a crazy life bro just to be able to let like, that's just your, your your thing now you work at high times <laughs> like, you work from,
5: cool. but before
1: cool. high times you were managing talent you were with a talent agency
5: yeah so um, went to college in New York. Had a blast. Got a got a degree in marketing and promotions and all that fun stuff. Yep. Got a suit and tie, traditional marketing job in Midtown Manhattan, big high rise. Yada yada yada. It was so boring. Everybody was just basic people from all you know, white neighborhoods, suburban whatever else. Which isn't bad, but they were just like not interesting people. And I I definitely felt like an outsider. Um, got fed up with that job. And then back when I was in school, I was helping manage this, this actor, comedian, musician, who's still a great friend of mine today. He was actually from Connecticut. He's from Madison, Connecticut. Shut the fuck up. And we, nope. And he, uh, he, we went to school together. He was big in, in the acting school at our school. I was doing the whole business thing. He was like, why don't we work together? So in college, I was helping represent him, making calls to schools, being like, hey, you got any short film projects? We could get this guy in. I would call bars, get him set up with a guitar and, you know, we'd get a bunch of college students to come out there and, you know, sell out the, the, the bar and whatnot. So getting him gigs, we were watching Entourage at the time and we were like, yeah, dude, like this is our life. <laughs> and it felt, it felt great. I love um, that. So when I was fed up with that other job in New York, he had already moved to LA and he was like, why don't you come out, man? Like, let's try this out. Let's see if we can actually do this. So I went out there, slept on a couch for a week, interviewed at all these different spots, <laughs> trying to get a job got an offer um, at a talent agency, which whenever you start at a talent agency, you are starting in the mailroom. Even if you have a PhD, MBA, m- doesn't matter. You are starting in the mailroom, suit and tie, pushing carts of mail to a type personality rager agents who don't give a shit about you. They're like, drop the mail and get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> oh, hell fucking. That no. was my life. Yeah. So just like entourage, just like Ari from entourage. Yeah, literally. And, uh, yeah, did that, got out of the mailroom, and got uh, into music touring, so representing musicians, booking their tours, figuring out the best casinos, theaters, clubs, whatever else venues to book them on. Um, was working with people like Rick Springfield, who did, like, Jesse's Girl. And Yeah, of course. I know Rick Springfield. Locker. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you
1: know. He's always at, like, the yeah. casino over here in Connecticut. They always have him up there.
5: Yeah, he does a lot of casino gigs, um, so that was big. And then um, – Got out of music touring and got into comedy touring. So oh. stand-up comedians, booking them on tour. Uh, that was a fun world. A lot of uh, depressed people who know how to make people laugh on stage, and <laughs> did that for two years. Then the company that I was with, we signed High Times as a client because you know cannabis cup festivals, different different reasons to, to work with them. They were already buying music uh, talent and comedy comedy talent from us. I got close with the High Times team and they were like hey you know we could use somebody like you help with events help with talent yada 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 and at first i was like nah like i'm gonna do the agency thing like i'm good like you know Wait, you at first like, you like
1: declined to working with high times
5: yeah because you know it's y- you bust your ass so hard i was in that game for four years in this talent agency world trying to become an agent and hoping that i would be the next ari uh, ari from entourage right ari gold and then uh, it was just, you know, it's a daunting work uh, environment. It's, it's so much nonsense. You're paid very little. But you um, must have had some crazy, crazy time. times, though. I mean, <laughs> if you're crazy you... times. I was in elevators with Julia Roberts and, you know, getting drinks poured at our holiday party by Vin Diesel and whatever other <laughs> fun, glittery, glamorous stuff. What? Uh, but I wasn't progressing in my career as much as I wanted to. So high times came to me. They offered me a little bit of step up um not a huge step up but a step up and then you know i wanted to see how this agency route went yeah hit that hit that hit that milk it milk it milk it <clears throat>
3: i'm
5: gonna spark this up too uh what are you so waiting six for months later i was like all right guy all right boss at agency am i gonna get promoted or not he's like i don't know like we're trying yada 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 and i was like all right you know what i'm gonna take this high times gig Moved over to High Times, worked also kind of essentially as an assistant, so it wasn't any some some huge st- step or, or glorious role. You know, I still had to bust my ass and do a lot of just grunt work, whatever else, prove myself. And now I've been there close to five years. It'll be five years in January. Um, now I'm running all the Cannabis Cup competitions, which is an awesome job, going state to state, working with the brands who deserve to have a spotlight on them. And you know, they're submitting products, we're getting people to judge them, give real feedback, whether it's wonderfully positive or or brutally negative. Uh, and then we announced the winners and we're helping to yeah award the best best brands in every <laughs> state with this trophy.
1: It was a logical got- move though. I mean you had the background of marketing already. So like jumping into this gig clearly is not was not uh, that much of a learning curve for you.
5: Everything's you know different companies work in different ways. Everybody has has different methods of of their madness. Um, so the, the marketing is you, the skills are used in different ways. Um, honestly, like my first tasks at high times were like booking the Ferris wheel and the super slide and the petting zoo for the cannabis cup festivals. <laughs> I don't need a college degree for that, but they gave me the, you know, they gave me the shit work and, and I did it and I did it with a smile and I asked, awesome, this is done. What can I do next? Um, and just kept doing that years and years and years. And then they're like, all right, why don't you take on the cannabis cup? Let's expand this. Um, you know, obviously cannabis cup and high times definitely precedes me way before my time started in 1974, cannabis Cup started in the eighties. So I, I, I owe a lot to just being able to work with this brand and, and having, uh, the brand recognition under their belt that I get to benefit from. Uh, when the pandemic hit, we started this people's choice model, which was essentially a way for me to say, how do I still have a job? Uh, let's, let's continue doing these competitions without having to do events where we, where nobody can do events. Nobody wants to do events. Nobody wants to be smoking and coughing each other's faces. (laughs) So we do the people's choice. We go state to state, and we essentially multiplied the size of the competition by 10. It used to be about 200 judges judging all these products. Now it's about 2000 and we create, you know, these amazing high times bags. Usually it's in these backpacks. Sometimes we'll do tote bags filled with product. And as a judge, Let's say Kristen, you're you're you love you know indica flour, You get an indica flower kit with 20 different strains, and you have two months to judge at home online. How does it look? As it taste? As it smell? As it burn? Give us the terpene profile comments. Give us all your comments. Smoked a joint and went on a hike with my boyfriend, or you know baked cookies, ordered pizza, fell asleep on the couch. Whatever it is, we get all that good feedback, all those good comments. And that's how we announce the winners. And then we give the, the feedback reports to the brand so they can know what people think.
1: I think Kristen absolutely. would be down for Pretty this. Good.
3: I would absolutely be down. <laughs> no, That's kind of brilliant. And you had to morph business models a lot with COVID anyway, but that's something that just kind of sticks anyway. Like that's, that works. Why not?
5: Yeah. So we plan to continue that and bring events back. So it would be kind of a hybrid model, like which, hybrid. uh, yeah, is, is, is doing well. So you're going to go, you're doing, Hornolu, what do you think?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I love it
1: Pull him into the conversation There he is
2: So I think uh, <laughs> So if I were in charge Of something like this My question to myself would be How am I going to ensure Integrity in this process um, You know How do I approach that challenge So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that 100%
5: um when i first started at high times i was bombarded with with those questions or rumors or whatever else oh it's pay to play my my friend paid somebody off for a trophy or oh it's a big sponsor who advertises with you guys so they always win i've never found any proof internally or externally about that nobody's ever been able to provide it so i see no validity in it all i know is that'll never happen under my watch Somebody has tried bribing me with thirty thousand dollars in cash be- behind their dispensary. God, they brought damn. me back with a huge, huge buff security dude, couple, couple, couple mafiosos, and I was like, nah, like this isn't how you win. Like, submit your best product, and we'll see what happens. Like, I don't know if this has ever worked for you in the past, but it's not going to work now. And obviously, they gave me shit for it. They're like, nah, bro, you know what? And I'm like, yeah, look, if I if I were to do this with you, this cup would never would never exist anymore. It wouldn't matter. So I've been, people have tried bribing me and it's it's never worked. So to your point, nobody will ever, will ever bribe this. It doesn't matter if you're a sponsor, big advertiser, et cetera. The product goes into these kits. It's not tampered with, it goes straight to these judges and those judges give their feedback. That feedback is not tampered with at all. And we take exactly their scores. There are 10 times the amount of judges now. So in the past when there was like 20 Indica flower judges, there might be an opportunity for people to be like, oh, hey, let's all vote for these guys or whatever else. Now with about 228 judges per category, that decreases that possibility tenfold. So it's very difficult for people to try to get together and have this bandwagon effect of voting for one one company. Um, and we're getting a lot more people from all walks of life, whereas in the past, you get the heady guys, the crew of 20 people who you know, have been growing for the past 30 years. Now we're getting those guys. We're also getting the soccer moms who want to trade out, you know, their glass of wine for a joint at the end of the night, or they want to dabble in topicals. Um, and we're just getting tons of different different feedback from all these different people who have different styles of, of, of palettes and different styles of judging. Um, so yeah, hopefully it's, I can't say it's 100% foolproof because there's always somebody who might try to talk to somebody and sway their vote, but the chances of it, are much more slim in the past and doesn't matter who's spending with, with high times.
2: Sounds like your head's in the right place about it. That's good to hear. Yeah. That's pretty cool. awesome.
1: I, that's the whole, the whole question that, you know, you don't think about, you know uh, about those kind of things when I'm thinking about the cannabis cup, like how to preserve that kind of integrity, integrity. There's a lot on your shoulders, you know, as a director, and you got to take a lot of shit from a lot of fucking people, (laughs) I'm sure, putting this thing together, you know, I mean, just being bribed with the 30k with the bodyguard story is nuts. That's not something more normal people experience. You know what I mean? And, and you just are in charge of this, uh, this legendary competition. And it's great to hear that at least you're upholding. You know the pro- the past tradition. A lot of people, it's easy to cave in. And if, shit. If someone offered me thirty k, <laughs> I'd be like, oh shit, <laughs> I would have to think about that real quick.
3: <laughs> no, you would not.
5: No, yeah, you know, you're right. I'm not that. <laughs> no, nah, come on. No. When we bring when we bring the cannabis cup to Connecticut, we'll make sure you guys are judges. As long as you're going to be non-biased and judge judge well.
1: As part of the media, yeah. I am required to be non-biased, uh, and I stand by that. But. Um, That is an interesting thing to hear, because now that we are recreational, will there be plans maybe to come out here and run a cannabis cup, you know, in Connecticut, maybe?
5: Yeah, Um, I've actually been in touch with a few different people in Connecticut. It just doesn't seem ripe fully yet. Um, What we really need is we need a robust amount of different brands or or growers that will be able to submit. Because we don't want to just hand out participation awards, you know, like if there's four, four different growers that are licensed and able to submit because it, it, it is fully legal, it's fully licensed. So we're, we have to do it by the books, we have to get licensed cannabis product that's, you know, checked for compliance, we have to look at COAs, we have to make sure that everything we're receiving is fully legal and compliant. And then we are working with dispensaries who are then taking those judge kits, and they're distributing them to the judges in a legal compliant way as well um so if there's only a certain number of licensees in a certain state and it's only like four five six brands it's like okay cool half of you guys win half of you guys lose just because you entered we like to wait until there's a good time where there's several brands across all the different categories that we have like indica flower sativa flower hybrid flower then we have our vape pens categories we have our concentrates categories we have our edibles categories and we even have topicals tinctures and capsules categories as well so as long as we can get all those different types of categorical licensees we're good to go and yeah we definitely want to come to come to ct I'm, i've been waiting for missouri to go rec now that's finally approved yep. uh so i'm about to finalize plans to get uh, cannabis cup in missouri for the first time and they have enough licensees for this so you know would love to stay more in touch with you guys you know you lou on on any data that you might get in terms of the number of approved licensees the number of approved dispensaries yeah, and we can that... you know even be in touch
2: that was, that was kind of uh, what I wanted to ask as a follow-on to that, which is from, you know, while wearing the hat of the cup director, y- your perspective on, you know, emerging markets like Connecticut, you it, I, I feel like it would be beneficial to not have heavy restrictions on licensure, uh, to allow, you know, more... Um, open and equitable access to the market, especially for smaller craft, you know, type like 500, 500 square feet or, or less, you know, kind of thing um, versus the situation where we, where we're in a lottery now. I mean, if, if the, the whole point, like you said, is to be able to have such a diversity of entrance that you have a true variety and really like a wide range um, then you would want to have as much participation as possible, you know theoretically, right? So um, w- before I make this any more of a leading question, <laughs> you know, <laughs> your thoughts on that
5: <laughs> and, and to clarify the question, thoughts on why, why I mean we're just ourselves to license companies?
2: Well I mean just just basically that it, it does make sense you know from, from the event perspective of wanting to have as many entrants as possible and therefore, you know, having more open, you know, you can't, like you said, you don't want to do the six and six thing. Right. So, I mean, the more, more is better in the context of of the event. Yeah.
5: hundred percent. I think it's just, it's all related to regulations and compliance. You know, we, we want to make sure that we're getting product that's required to be testing and we get testing provided to us. Um, we want to make sure that it has all the proper labeling and whatnot, which is also a change in the past. It used to be blind, which I think there's a ton of benefits to that as well. But sometimes we get people who are judging our concentrates kits and they're like, I have no idea what this goo is inside of this container. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to judge this. Like, please give me some COAs. Please give me like, who is this from? So based on compliance in most States, everything is fully labeled. You can tell exactly what it is as if you were buying it from a retail shop. And that helps remove any safety you know, issues or, or hazards that might come up from unlabeled product or untested product. But so depending on what the Connecticut re- – Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. Ahead. I
1: was going to say, couldn't uh, an, uh, an independent grower still get their product tested though?
5: Yeah, they could, but a dispensary might not be able to accept it. Okay. Unless it has – you know, unless it's using – unless it's entered into the track and trace system of that state.
1: I understand. So you're pretty tied yeah, yeah. down as far as how you can enter. It's not like I could just grow, you know, some weed get a test and be like, oh, I want to put this shit in the cup. <laughs> like it's
2: not gonna fly. No, there's a ways there's a ways to go. He's out he's absolutely right. There's definitely a long road ahead, I think, here before uh, we'd be able to have the the necessary, you know, growth for that to, to happen. But you know, hopefully someday it can and hopefully it can happen in the context of, you know, uh, you know, more fair access to the market and, and more of a chance for the, uh, the small fries, you know, always got to fight I the fight. And,
5: and, and most of the small fries have the best weed, you know, that's all yeah. they're focusing on. They're not, they're so not true. You know, spinning their head on marketing and expansion and whatever else. They're just like, cool. I got, you know, 10,000 square foot of canopy or 2,500 and I'm just growing some great weed. Test it out. Let me know. Um, so I would love to do that. It just, it's not always compliant. And we could, you know, as as a company like High Times, we have to be super strict on, on compliance. Otherwise, we'll get sued or we'll whatever happens, you know. Yeah. So but it's nice to go into these states, work with the licensed companies to enter the cup and then make friends with the cool underground guys or the medical guys who will then take us out for a nice blunt and and uh, we'll, we'll treat them to dinner and hang out
2: see that's so that's that cool go that's that's where like real knowledge comes from so like do you d- this is just kind of an odd oddball question from you know do you do you see like a trend of like organic versus salts for like terpene production or or um you know is that is that like something you're 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 seeing it occurring more lately
5: in terms of uh, people entering into the cup or just in general?
2: Just, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it, in, in either case, you know, just. I
5: think in, in general, we've. Uh, I love anything living soil related. It, it has. I've seen some of the best terpene profiles, the best flavor coming from that. Um, and when people enter that, I think it's A, A. When people create it, I think it's very important for them to point that out. There's a great brand called Dutch Botanicals out of Colorado that has gold foil stickers on their packaging just saying living soil so that it stands out and people can start to educate themselves on really what that means and why it could be better. That's awesome. So and they're allowed they're point.
2: allowed to they're allowed to do that like of their own volition. Like that's yep. Cool. Cool. That's great. Yeah. I cool. mean,
5: in most states you'll have to submit your packaging and labeling for approval, but yes, that's right. that's what they have. Um,
2: I'm always in favor of more disclosure, you know, more, just, you know, tell us as, as much as, you know, informed and educated consumer and patient basically is, is what I advocate for. So love it. Love the, love the idea of that.
5: Yeah. So I think pointing that out is important. Pointing out terpene uh, profiles on products is important, which a lot of people do not do. Uh, And I think that's due to just either a lack of education or B, lack of how shoppers are shopping right now you know the majority of people don't know what terpenes are and they're going in they're just like cool what's an indica what's a sativa what's a hybrid which will slowly fade away or just give Uh, me the highest
1: thc content whatever you got the strongest you you know and then you just get you're not even getting the benefits of it you know
5: exactly and we just high times we just put an article um under our new you know uh brand weirdos uh talking about why high thc percentage is just a myth Um, and it's always tough, you know, different labs will produce different results and who knows what's putting out, uh, what lab results, but in any case, terpene profiles should be listed on products. We, we see that in some States we don't see it in other States. And then, uh, furthermore, in terms of the cup, I want to get away from sativa hybrid and indica. I want to start doing more things that are terpene uh, profile based or, uh, things like to your point, Lou, like here's a category for organics and living soils. Here's for, you know, salts etc. Or certain uh canopy sizes. But it's about being able to prove that and having some substantial documentation saying, okay, yes, this is living soil and you didn't lie to us. Or yes, you only have five thousand square feet.
2: (laughs) There's yeah, I mean. (laughs) Um,
5: But it's more so like if I have a category, you know, we look at we look at COAs and say, okay, yes, this should go into into the sativa flower category. Um if we're doing that with a canopy space, we need to have some type of documentation saying this is a grow. They only have $5,000 or 5,000 feet of, of square footage. Uh, that's what they're licensed as, or they're, they're only using living soils. And sometimes that's not always easy to, to prove or to trust if somebody's just like yeah no we're living soil cool let me th- toss this in you're demonstrating no, exactly
2: what my my previous question was about i mean you're 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 exhibiting that right now i love that that's the that's where your head goes immediately in that in that scenario i love it It's it, yeah. you know maintain that integrity people- and and keep them honest you know Keep them honest and get the, exactly. you know, get the evidence. If, if it ends up being viable, like, like you said, you know, it is, you know, there's, there's significant labor involved. It's, it's, uh, it's not a free, you know, there's, there's trade-offs like anything else. So if it ends up being something that, that you determine to be viable, I think that would be a great way to kind of drive education, you know, like trickle down style. People pay attention to something with a high profile. They see, Hey, they're not talking about it in these terms in, anymore. They're talking about it and, you know, it's a little bit more complexity and depth, you know, and, and that's a way to, you know, that's a way to make it seem cool to educate yourself about these things. You know, you don't want to be left behind, you know, so maybe that's, I'm always thinking about ways to incentivize education around cannabis. So having, having an event like, like the cup, uh, you know, be able to do that hopefully someday, uh, if it works out, I'd love to see it. Love the idea. Hell yeah! Right I, here, I think it will work it? out. I think it's just a, a year out. Right on, a year That's
1: out. So Shit! Year. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> Let's go, <laughs>
3: Chris.
2: Do you have any questions so before that, I some... take
1: some uh, uh, audience questions?
3: No, hop into the audience questions. I was kind of popping in as I had them, so I'm good. All right. Did you have something, Mark, before something. I drop some uh, viewer comments here?
5: No, I was gonna. I was gonna say. Uh, I see Kyla asking how to become a cannabis cup judge. That's the first uh, thing I was I gonna can, get at. Yep. Can, Yeah. So nowadays, it's people's choice, uh, which is open to everybody. So we typically create 2,000 to 3,000 judge kits in each state, about 200 per category, usually 10 to to 15 categories. And then we distribute them to 20 to 30 dispensaries across the state where anybody is eligible to judge. Um, Some people like that. Some people don't. But in the past, when we only had 200 kits, we would have an application process and we would get thousands of people trying to get to become a judge. And we'd say, nah, you're you're, not you, not you. Okay. You, you, you. And people would be like, what the hell, how do I become a judge? So now with 10 times the amount of judge kits, we're making it open to the public first come first serve. We get lines of people waiting outside of the dispensaries ready to get their kits. And, uh, again, it's a, a bunch of different unique people. We get, we, we sometimes do recreational categories and then sometimes we do medical specific categories for medical patients only so they can have their own, uh, bags for their you know, needs. Uh, but yeah, first come first serve. A ton of people can, uh, can get there. And I always recommend getting there as, as soon as you can. We get people waiting in line at 5. AM for a dispensary to open at 7. AM. And then me and my team will usually be there. We're hanging out. We're tossing out high time swag. We're taking photos of people, asking them what they're, what they're going to judge, how they're going to judge and making sure they will judge with detailed comments. We don't want idiots who just say, yeah, got me high. <laughs> Tell us what you smell. It's not Tell us helpful. What you How did you, did you grind it up and put it into a joint? Did you, you know, put it into a bong? I want We want to know everything so that we can give that right back to the brands who put their heart and soul into into submitting those products. So
1: basically yeah, what he's it saying, Kyla,
5: me. is uh,
1: really keep hot. a fucking journal and you fill that shit out for like the next two months. I want to pick it back off for a question, though, real quick. Uh, Do you have to live in the state you're holding it in to be a judge?
5: Yes. Okay. (laughs) Answered. Exceptional question
3: (laughs) and and answer.
5: Yeah. I mean, look, there's – you know, we're all cannabis enthusiasts here. Who cares? You know, screw the feds. But, yeah, you shouldn't be taking cannabis across state lines. That's the the law. Um, Do we see people – know there's reciprocity in certain states so somebody in in illinois might be able to use a medical card in michigan Um, so we definitely see people coming across state lines we just hope that they're staying within the state and being safe and legal and judging uh, from the comfort of somebody else's place within that state but yes we see a lot of people um, from different places i mean especially michigan we get we get people from all around the midwest and even sometimes from europe coming in just to be a part of it so it's really really cool to see that
1: that's awesome that is awesome. Since you mentioned Michigan, I'm going to put you on the spot here. So Charles says, what happened to the quality of the product that came in Michigan bags? It's like Boof City. Okay.
0: And <laughs> I'm gonna, go, I got a part B to Let's that question go, I want you
1: to answer. <laughs> and that is, who decides what entries make it into the cup? So I'm going to a two-part question.
5: Perfect. Um, Charles... <laughs> Sincerely apologize about your experience. Um, <laughs> Sorry, so Charles. <laughs> what happens is when we when we announce this, we typically try to go after first any previous Cannabis Cup winners that we know have fire product, because we have limited slots per category. Michigan, uh, or let's say let's say a purchase limit is twenty eight grams. We can only have twenty eight different strains or entries within that category. Otherwise, we can't properly dispense that from a dispensary in a legal manner. So we have certain limitations on each category. We try to go after the best people, previous Cannabis Cup winners, or anybody else that we know who is licensed and and hopefully growing some craft uh, craft flower or other categories for the products that we other products for the categories that we're doing. But overall, it's it's whoever whoever gets to us, whoever we reserve first. So first, we try to go after the top guns. We want the Ferraris as opposed to the Chevys. Once we get through the Ferraris, then it's that's opening up. And we'll sometimes hold people off and be like, oh, you know, we, our slots are filled up right now. Oh, but something opened up. But um, yeah, sadly, it's not us choosing. We're not smoking every single thing in the cup and then saying, okay, yes, let's do this one first. That would that would take a very, very long time for us to do. And everybody would be waiting months for their Cannabis Cup judge kids. But uh, yeah, so sometimes we get really great stuff. Sometimes we get whatever stuff. But you'd be surprised as one person's thoughts that this product is boof is somebody else's holy grail because it actually helped them sleep or it actually, you know, gave them creative thoughts. So everybody has different palates. We all have different bodies. We all have different endocannabinoid systems. So who's to say your booth is not my holy grail?
1: My beasters.
5: My beasters. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's so, a great way to bring it back.
1: Exactly. So then the yeah. question is, who decides?
3: It's
1: true, though. When you, like, when you get the entries then, right, does somebody go through and say, yeah, this one's going to make it in, or do you just go after the top dogs and then to say, all right, you guys are good?
5: Yeah, we go after the top dogs. Hey, do you want to enter? Okay, great. You're taking up slots one through all these top do- dogs. They're taking up slots one through 20. And then, okay, we already got the, the people that have won in the past or that we know are really good. You know, we're, we're talking to inside people, whether they're licensed or not, we're talking to everybody hell and yeah. we're asking like, who should we go after? Like who's, who's top dog right now? Um, and we ask them if they want to submit. Sometimes people have the product to, to, to send to us, you know, it's a half pound that they need to send to us, uh, per entry. And some say, oh, hell yeah, I'm in. Some say I, I can't right now. All my butt is pre-sold. So shit, I'm, I'm out of luck. Um, and once we know who's reserved, we ask for strain names, we ask for details, COAs, et cetera. And then as it comes in, that's what we're taking in. And then some people will drop off and we quickly fill them with anybody else who might have been on a wait list. So, so that uh, is is it safe yeah, just to
1: say that Michigan just has boof? <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, Michigan Michigan has some fire weed. <laughs> Michigan has some Yeah, Michigan has some really good weed, which is surprising to a lot of people. You know, everybody thinks, oh, Colorado, Oregon, California. Um, but Michigan has been one of our best markets for the cannabis cup we get unique growers from all walks of life Um, they have high purchase limits so our kits are stacked and uh yeah i've i've had really good experiences a lot of the flower there i saw i got some here from from canna boys from ghost budsters shout out to those guys they make some fire stuff what Uh, so we got some really good people
1: that's fucking dope charles also asked some states allow testing homegrown and caregiver products how about a cup for that down the road
5: would love to do that but how do we how do we distribute caregiver product through a dispensary not always possible true if we can do it in a in a very private setting we could try to get by with that but we have the potential of being raided with all this product at any given time and then saying okay 10 people you guys are allowed to have 280 grams total you have way more than this you're all going to jail oh wow (laughs) okay so it's, it's, it's a, well, little... there's
3: a lot of considerations for putting these events together. And as far as keeping in compliance with the rules of what you can have on premise per person and the way that you distribute it. So this makes a lot of sense. I can see why people want to see it maybe distributed a different way, but until the laws or the legislation is written that way, you're kind of hamstrung to some degree.
5: Exactly. Which isn't what I, what I want. We would love to do, uh, love to do some home growers. I mean, again, as we discuss, like sometimes that's the best weed but it's just hard to, hard to handle those.
1: Uh, favorite, strain. favorite strain. My favorite strain.
5: My favorite strain. So I am a fanatic for all things guava, whether cannabis Ooh, or not. I love the flavor profile. I come from a Cuban background. I was introduced to guava pastries and, and jams as a young boy. Yeah. Um, salsa dancing at Buena Vista social club in my kitchen. And that's awesome. So, some of the best weed I've had was Freddy's Fuego in Seattle, Washington. Uh, they guava jelly. Um, Ooh. high times actually we have, we have our own products in California. Uh, we have a passion orange guava strain, which knocks you off your feet and has an amazing, uh, citrusy terpene profile on that too. Mm. Um, so yeah, I like, I like some of the fruity stuff. Hell now yeah. For that. And I like, I like, you know, again, I, I smoke at the end of the day. So I'm, usually looking for something to just kind of knock me out and get ready for bed.
1: Uh, Next question. I think we kind of covered this already. How do you compete? How do you compete?
5: Reach out to us, um, you know, competition at hightimes.com. Let us know you're interested. Let us know who you are. As long as you're licensed and you have product that is legal, licensed, tested, et cetera. It's already, you know, in distribution channels, et cetera. That's what we're looking for. Um, Again, limited slots. So first come, first serve up to the point where we're, you know, hopefully, uh, getting some of the best people in, but yeah, I would, I would, before we announce things, cause sometimes we'll announce a cup and we have our phone lines ringing off the hook, our sales, you know, our sales team that works on this is just getting hit up and we can get sold out within the first day, which is what happened in Massachusetts. Um, so reach out to us early. Let's get you on the radar.
1: Hell yeah. That would be the way to do it. Um, Will Dope as Yola be involved? I'm sure you're probably familiar with the podcast, Dope as Yola. Uh, Maybe I'm not. not. Oh, all right. Well, in that case, <laughs> that answers your question. Midnight Candy Queen Club. <laughs>
0: Shit. <laughs> um, but,
5: but Charles, Charles it, it sounds like Charles has a, a discerning taste or a discerning eye. So uh, hit me up, competition at hightimes.com, and we should chat because I want to hear hear who you like, who you don't like and uh, see what's going on. Truth, we need new laws for that. What about doing it at a consumption lounge? We love consumption lounges. Um, We had a nice little event at uh, the Rise Mundelein Consumption Lounge in Illinois, but bringing all the judges together in one room, cause for bias, cause for bandwagon effect, and hard for people to truly take their time in judging 28 strains within one sitting. So we want people to go home, not be distracted, not be affected by other people saying, oh, yeah, this tastes good, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, it does taste good. Cool. Let's all vote at 10. We want individuality. We want organic feedback at the in your own home. Take your time. You get two months to do it. Plus, that
2: would first have to be First smoke of the day every day. That's what I would do. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Yeah. First first smoke of the day. That's how you're really going to know. That's how
5: you're really exactly. going
1: to know. Exactly. That is Lou. Lou, you're
5: hired. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Lou. (laughs) Damn, Lou, congratulations. (laughs) Midnight Candy Club got the guava alien cookies. Let's go.
1: I like that. Guava alien cookies. (laughs) Dude, I mean, the people are loving it. High Times Cannabis Cup, dude, is like a dream for a lot of people. That's the same thing I said when you first came on the show. And it shows right in the comments. I mean, there's people... This is something, especially if you're in the business that you strive for, getting involved with a cannabis cup. Am I wrong or am I wrong, guys? I mean, come on.
3: You are not wrong.
1: You're wrong. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm not wrong. God damn it. No,
3: As you because you're cup.
1: holding the cup. You're <laughs> wrong. <laughs> no, I don't think I am wrong, though. I think I'm, I think this is like a, it's a big deal to a lot of people. And I don't know if a consumption lounge could hold such an event like a cannabis cup. I mean, these things are usually kind of huge events, at least maybe not during COVID, but coming back to them and doing even hybrid. I mean, you guys get thousands of people that show up to these things.
5: Oh, hundred uh, percent. So what we want to do is we want to continue the people's choice model where we allow 2000 people to judge. And then we bring them all together for an award show. Hopefully it's at a full scale festival with, you know, we can allow 200 booth spaces for all the brands to promote themselves and in certain markets where cannabis sales are legal, we want people to be able to sell their weed and and benefit from that, um, which is an ode to to the good old old days where people would make stacks uh, selling weed at our cannabis cups, but a little bit more difficult now. And uh, and then yeah, do the award show at those events. So kits go go live. Everybody's judging two months, and then we do an in person event where we try to bring the judges together, the brands together who submitted, anybody else, and we announce the winners and. I can once again have grown men crying in my arms after handing them the cannabis cup. <laughs> This—that's—that's so the goal. Because that's the goal, um, that's the goal. <laughs> and that is the goal. Was um, oh, that a laugh
2: track? Goddamn <Laptop>. right! <laughs> He's cutting no corners here. No, way. I would love to see like, um, like you know, they do in the run-up to the the day of the Super Bowl, how they have like the s- seven hours of pregame where they have like the documentary-style like over soft piano music, like telling you all about the background of whoever. I would love to see that about the, um, the entrance, you know, I would love to see like profiles of uh, like interviews, like tell us, you know, how, tell us about, you know, where your, your passion comes from and like, what, you know, what your ideas are and what your vision is and those kind of things. And I love to, I love to hear people's stories like that. So I don't know where I'm going with this, but maybe if it ends up getting like <laughs> on you know, network TV someday, like the Super Bowl, you know? Y- you, know you, you know, you know what I, I would I, do,
1: I, Lou? I would I would I'm gonna take it a different direction. I would do promo packages like it's fucking WrestleMania. That's what the fuck I would do, bro. Oh <laughs> like wow. like the big build up Mark to the matches, you know, singer, that boy, would be my hopper. whole thing. I would just build it up, dude. It just oh I would it would be amazing. Just amazing
5: no but I'm, I'm on the same page as you lou um and we try to do that God damn as, it. as growers are dropping <laughs> off their their product to us we try to do like a quick little excerpt with them like hey oh that's awesome we're gonna put this on the high time story and we'll put people on the story just being like hey i'm joe from joe schmo's farms i submitted my alien cookies it's living soil you know we use led lights like i can't wait for you guys to try it hit us up on blah blah blah, blah. oh i love it um, i love it so we always try to give people that opportunity. We'll, we'll do tours in, in some people's grows and try to get some content with them as well. So, yeah, it's great. I, I feel the same exact way. We want people to be excited and enthusiastic about their products when they're entering the cup. And we want to hear their stories. And we want to try to get those stories out. Man.
2: You seem like the perfect dude to be in charge of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Loon, you got it. I, I think Loon is a tough all, sell.
3: You did a good job.
2: Yeah. Yeah
1: it's all of a <laughs> i don't
2: have I, I don't have the patience to be to be able to do like all the things that you must have to do for something like this so i i tip my hat man i i tip my hat you've 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 clearly uh you found your calling it sounds like <laughs> absolutely right you've got you got this shit locked the fuck down lock the fuck down
5: the shit is locked but uh every day is different regulations are always changing we're always trying to do something new and improve it and uh you know we got have a lot of lovers and we got a lot of haters and we have to deal with all of them
1: isn't yeah. that the fucking truth Shh, i say that, that shit every truth. day
5: <laughs> uh, but no, you don't that have haters right here <laughs> if you don't have haters you're not doing anything right <laughs> hey listen
3: wonderful this is not a
5: topic that we're going to touch on right now <laughs>
3: Slap that on a T-shirt. Slap
1: that on a T-shirt, goddamn <laughs> yeah. right. Listen, Mark, dude, you've been with us for almost an hour. It's been fucking awesome. I don't want to keep you too long. I know you're a busy guy, but I just want to know one last thing. One last thing I got to at least know. One more. What
5: one is more the again.
1: craziest shit you've seen at a canvas cup? <laughs> That's
0: a hell of a way to end. Um,
5: I, I don't know. I think probably... I think probably, well, I'm, I'm thinking of two things. One, a, a fully sculpted menorah joint.
1: Super Holy cool. shit. A full yeah, blown menorah. menorah is? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know what a menorah is. Oh my God. Well, so <laughs> all of the pieces. You
5: light it on. You light. Yeah. You, you, you kind of smoke it like this and you got, you know, nine, nine different points of lighting. Um, that's been one thing <laughs> or like a leaf blower type scenario where they're just blowing smoke, heavy, heavy, thick smoke. Like they're just burning a fat bowl that's going into a leaf blower. That is like is a blowing dream. Smoke at people.
1: It's a dream of mine. Will yeah. we have that at BizBash? Because I need to know if I can get that done before I hop on my flight that night and take the ride. Right yeah, item. they're going to have a backpack
2: <laughs> unit ready for you. Dude, you know, you can walk around. I
1: will. I tell you what, I'll be the guy to operate the backpack <laughs> and I'll just sit there in the corner and just right up my face.
2: They give you like a I'll Ghostbusters uniform and you get to like just walk around and aim it in people's face. Dude, that
1: would be so sick. A proton pack.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All three of you. That's getting screen captured. Later. I find,
1: dude, I just think this is an amazing
5: idea right now. The
3: simultaneous looks of excitement over the proton pack.
5: PZ, I I can tell that you're going to have a good time on the outdoor terrace at BizBash.
3: <laughs>
1: okay. I mean, say less.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, you guys got anything else before we let Mark go?
0: It was
2: a great meeting great. with you.
5: No, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh... you guys are all based in Connecticut? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yep. What, 203 860? What are we talking? A mix. A little mix-y three Easy
3: and I are in Middletown. So smack in the middle.
2: Yep. Allude. And I'm right next door. I'm right next door to Madison. so. Ah, amazing. You See, you guys got a lot <laughs> of content. Oh, yeah. You guys Won't
1: are best friends now. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. I used to
5: go skateboarding at the Daniel Hand High School Skate Park. Okay. I don't know where that okay. is. Okay. Okay. I know, I know my Connecticut <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, You're dropping shit, we know. Can't wait to bring Cannabis Cup to Connecticut. We got a bunch of new markets uh, coming online next year, including Missouri, trying to bring it to Puerto Rico uh, we're even talking to thailand a, lot, a lot's popping off in thailand right now so a lot of work to do a lot of improvements that we're trying to make every single year um always taking um you know consumer feedback in, into into play anybody can hit us up at competition at hightimescom if they have questions donna taylor you're amazing and <laughs> uh really really donna appreciate t- you guys price. having us i I'll definitely hit you guys up, Peasy. You gotta send me like all your your real contact information so I can call you next time I'm in Connecticut, which potentially may be the holiday season this year. Oh, dude, oh, if
1: you come down, I would love to just hang out. We'll smoke. We'll go. We'll go out and uh, do some fun shit here. Middletown's a great spot. Yeah. You'll love it. So we'll take How you far
5: is out. Middletown to, to Madison, just
1: twenty minutes, half hour, maybe. Yeah.
5: Oh, perfect. Well, I might be that. doing Christmas in Madison. Awesome. Lovely.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll make something happen, dude. I'll give you my phone number. We'll text and Yeah, we'll be good. How
3: but. do you feel about Pacific Buffet? Just think about that. <laughs> Ooh,
1: time yeah. out. Good call, Kristen. Pacific <laughs>
3: Buffet.
1: Are you? Since
5: you, <laughs> are, I don't know what that is. You, oh,
3: it is lovely, Mark. We'll uh, fill you in. Yeah, gonna, we're going to talk. Love it. we're
5: gonna, it's we're gonna, a party bus. But either way, PZ. I'll see you next Thursday. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I will. Are you I gonna, may
3: or may not be in the. Sushi. Will you be at BizCon?
5: I have a badge. I might walk the floor a little bit on Wednesday. Other than that, I'm focused on our event, and I'll be, I'll be you know getting everything prepped and ready all day Thursday.
1: All right, cool. I'll, all right. Just, never mind then. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, follow Mark Kazanick on Instagram, underscore, or Mayor underscore Mark. <laughs> Lou, stop crying. You're, you're killing me over there. <laughs> My man's got, this is the actual cannabis cup right here live on 2B Blood? by the way. Just so we know, this legit happened tonight. (laughs) So I just want to say thank you so much, bro, for taking the time to hang out with us tonight. Uh, It's been such a pleasure. Can't wait to meet you and talk more. And uh, we're about to go get even higher now. I don't know how this is going to be possible because I've now smoked a blunt and the bong. (laughs) My man's about to light the joint. I got the munchies like a motherfucker, so I want to go take care of that shit. <laughs> so, bro, once again, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Have a great Mark, night. thanks, buddy. Make sure you guys follow Mark on IG at Mayor underscore Mark. You guys, <laughs> I'm sorry we kept you guys so late.
3: <laughs> I don't think anyone.
1: I didn't think this was gonna go that long. I was so fascinated. The guys, this is an amazing interview.
3: That was great.
1: Both Amazing. Them,
3: Ripple and then High yes. Times after that
1: was fabulous. and shout out to Ripple. Follow them on Instagram, Ripple Wellness, I believe that is. And you can follow a High Times magazine on all platforms at High Times Magazine. And yeah, you guys already know we're gonna be taking the next two weeks off. Next week I'll be in Vegas for BizCon broadcasting live next Thursday at 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock PM Pacific time. So tune into that then of course the next week is Thanksgiving so the first week of December we will be back in full fucking force stay tuned to our Instagram for announcements for a possible live on location event going down more to come stay tuned from myself Porto Lou and Madam Kristen <laughs>
2: you didn't change her name Oh
1: shit. Well next 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 week she can change it herself. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Same weed time. Same weed channel.
2: Good night, everybody.
3: Good night.
1: That's
2: right, and let him go with some good
1: shit.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll see you guys next week. There you go. Smoking with Oh it's so loud You like to laugh at me Before I blow out clouds Sometimes we sexy And you wonder why Cause Donna Taylor said so She don't tell no lies There's nothing I can do So call me Pornado You look at me you wanna have your way. i roll another joint before we start for play. I won't dance, no, I don't sing. I'll seduce you with my voice, cause that's my thing. There's nothing left to do. So call me porno. You can't call me a fool call me Porno Lou. Put on a little peasy when I take a dab. I say the straight tastes great you ask me what I meant. Said I smoked be Gary Payton, did a little light love making. Every time she's with me, it's a porno. And it came to me, there's nothing I can do. So call me Porno Lou. Nothing I can do. They call me Porno Lou. Every dream I dream is blue. They call me Porno Lou. Smoking, I feel cool. Call me porno. Love. Sometimes I wonder, will it ever end? Every night, a different girl that's sleeping in my bed. Some come crazy, then you wonder why. Don't do relationships, I'm not a one-shit guy. There's nothing you can do. So call me Porno Lou. these balls are never blue. Call me Porno Lou.